And I'm kicking it with J Dog. We're bringing you a spectacular episode. It's, it's an episode anyway. Fuck, I, I suppose it'll be spectacular. If we're spitting it, it should be good. Well, hell, if we can actually record the thing, it'll be better than nothing, huh? <laughs> fuck. Well, the only reason we're able to record today is fucking because I hurt myself at work again. So, yeah. We're just sneaking it in when we can and hoping Skype don't fuck us around. So Right, exactly. Well, why don't you tell us about your exciting little story <laughs> well, of your injuries, I guess. If, well, as much as you can tell, of course. But. Well, there was inmate fight in the yard. J-Dog put on his Superman cape, ran in there all by himself, broke it up, wrestled the guy down, and the dude fell on me, and I sprained my ankle. And Yeah, long story short, it was like a Royal Rumble, but I came out on top. So, <laughs> And you got the day off, so... Yeah, yeah, and I had to just uh, take a sick day because I'm still fucking around with crutches, so. Right, right, exactly. Well, I, either way, whether, I mean, I we I guess I'd rather it have been under better circumstances, but either way, hey, you got you got a day off, so it's a bonus and everything. So. Mm-hmm. And the Flyers won the Game 7 last night, so I'm in a good mood. I know uh be a few boys on this, uh, listen to the show, that will be excited, so go Flyers, round two, I know. You guys, you guys that don't like hockey, I'm Canadian, so if you don't like it, you can just suck my dick. I don't really, <laughs> I don't really care. But fucking yeah, I'm excited. Fires going on to round two. Brian Boucher, fucking for president, all that good stuff. Ooh, bunch of uh, names I've never heard of, but <laughs> wait, you're one of those guys that can line up to my dick. Then no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, I'm just being harsh now. I'm sorry, buddy. Oh, I know. <laughs> I but, was uh, out, I was out of line now. Nah, it's 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 fine. <laughs> but uh, well, uh, we've got we do have a bit of a show lined up. I guess uh, I'm gonna be uh, bringing you guys. Uh, I guess 
Um, some stories from uh, Cinema Wasteland, uh, early April Cinema Wasteland. I know it's like the end of April now, and I'm coming in late. I'm sure everybody's told all their April Wasteland stories already, but uh, and I was only there for one day, so I don't have much to say. But uh, tell well, you about once again, if they don't like it, they can get in line. Right, exactly, exactly. But well, you're bringing something to the table too, as well. It's it's not uh, convention coverage, but uh, it's it's just as good, huh? Well, yeah, I don't know. Not convention coverage is not really that exciting either, but it's some posters, some J-Dog random finds, some horror books, some DVDs I picked up. and yeah, I don't know, I'm just going to fucking brag about some of the shit I bought, I guess, with the money I got from them video cameras. Oh, right, yeah, because you sold all that stuff and bought a bunch of loot, uh, a bunch of cool DVDs and whatnot, huh? I sold three cameras, or two, two cameras, actually, and some other shit, but yeah. Fucking made it look like a bandit so far. Awesome, awesome. So I guess we'll have, uh, like you said, little J Dogs random finds and uh, mm-hmm. dumpster diving with the seagulls at the KFC. Yeah, right. Stories. Exactly. And uh, also, we'll be bringing you guys uh, another uh, Cannon Corner. Well, Andy will be bringing the Cannon Corner, and he's got a special guest lined up this time. Uh, old uh, D, Derek West, a uh, long-time listener. I think he was on board with the the first episode of Exploited Cinema when I dropped the uh, solo episode. So, uh... Yeah, the show's expanding, and I'm just excited in the direction we're going. And Yeah, welcome to the show, D. Yeah, very big welcome, and I'm um, glad to have him on the show. And, uh... Like you kind of elaborated, I mean, uh, when early on I, do, I was um, hoping to get like a co-host, and I know we'd thrown some ideas back and forth, but I think you went to like your girlfriend's that, that month for like, I don't know, like three weeks or something, and mm-hmm. I was kind of like, damn, I don't want to do this show by myself, and I did it, D up, and he was just kind of starting his YouTube page up, I think, at the time, and I, I think he probably felt how I felt when I first started doing this whole thing, like, I don't want nobody hearing my fucking voice, you know what I mean? Like, I'm going to sound like an idiot, you know? And Hey, hell, hell, I probably do sound like a fucking idiot, but fuck it. You sound like a guy that works on, like, a gay uh, gay porn oh. like, phone, in, phone in line. Like, you ever see CB4? You're like the guy that's, yeah, yeah, I'm licking your balls. That's you. Actually, I thought about doing some kind of, not gay, gay hotlines, <laughs> but I thought about doing something like that for extra money because I'm like, you know... I do a lot of part-time work and stuff. Not keep you guys' minds out of the fucking gutter, but I do not a lot in the of gay odd... industry. No, not in the gay man. I'd be making a lot more money. I'd actually be able to pay for internet and <laughs> that's <laughs> true. You'd be a... Well, then you'd be a butt pirate, not just an oh, internet pirate. But no, I mean, I really did, I had thought about maybe doing like a phone sex thing or whatever, because I hear you can make decent money part-time doing that. I, I knew a few couple people that had, uh, been into it, but I never really followed it up, so <clears throat> I should get into that though. I do have a a great voice and you're gonna pretend you're like Fabio or something. <laughs> it's like how do you deal lines. how do you deal with the dudes though that like call in and they're like it's like, Yeah, I just, I'm not gay and they're like, Oh I am though, you know? <laughs> yeah, they're like we don't care, just right. tell tell me a story. Tell me something dirty. <laughs> Fuck hey, duh. Oh jeez. Well, uh, uh, the, the things you Yanks will do to make a buck. <laughs> <laughs> well, shit, man. I mean, whatever. I mean, it's getting hard down here in the states. So, I mean, ain't, ain't whatever to make a buck. I guess. I think, I think we're gonna have uh, lots of uh, you know uh, 
peep shows and stuff maybe opening up in the future with this economy. Maybe we'll have a whole new 42nd Street, like, all over. I'm, well, who that's knows? What's fu- <laughs> that's what's fucked up about uh, you Yanks. Like, not to say that again, but, like, <laughs> fucking, like, fucking recession and people are struggling to eat, but yet they'll still phone porno lines and stuff. Yeah, like, right. Well, Where's the money coming from to phone the sex line? Like, fucking it, feed, feed your kids first. I mean, yeah, you're you're totally right. I mean, we, we can't afford to fucking feed people or whatever, but yet we can go out and buy fucking Blu-rays and Blu-ray players and HD TVs and fucking smartphones and computers and everything else. You know, we can't even fucking eat. So, <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I, I couldn't tell you. So, uh, oh, well. Most of the, I'm going to be honest with you on a serious note. I mean, I know we don't ever really touch upon anything real serious, but like, honestly, in my area, I, and when I go to the grocery store, and I'm on fucking state aid too, as, as are most of my fucking neighbors as far as food goes. And I'm, I watch these people like just waiting, you know, just to bag my groceries, and I'm looking at how these people are paying, and they're paying with state aid, man. A majority of people are buying their groceries in my area with state aid. I'm sure that's all over Michigan, so and then all over the country. So, mm-hmm. you guys got stuff like that, uh, food food stamps and stuff like that up there? Or? Mm-hmm. Well, we got like welfare and food banks and stuff. Right. That's that's what it would be, I guess. Welfare, kind of, yeah. But I'm sure they only give it to people with kids. See, I don't have any kids, and I can still get food. So. Hmm. Yeah, if you're a single guy, you don't get a whole lot. No, 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 I don't. I mean, I, I'm i lucky I make it through the month as far as what I eat on, so. Mm. Actually, funny story, I hit it up one time when I was like, I think I was like 21 and my buddy just turned 19, but I wasn't working at the time and I wanted like money to party that night for his birthday. Right. So I went down to like the welfare place and give him a sob story and like, yeah, I don't, I don't need to be like on the welfare. I just need some money to go buy work boots and this and that because I start a job and right away. And yeah, so they cut me like $350. Oh, nice. Yeah, they gave it to me. So I went woo-ha, partied it up, fucking dancing on the speakers <laughs> at the club all night and shit. Oh, God. Yeah, it was great. And then uh, I fucking, I'm living there and all of a sudden this other check shows up and I'm like, oh. What the hell? Mm-hmm. Party time again, and I move away, fuck, and then this chick phones me, and she's like, yeah, you got mail here. I go there, there's five more checks in there. Holy shit, really? Yeah, they just signed me up and started sending me money, and I had to, like, well, I spent the checks, of course, and then yeah. I told them that I didn't need it anymore. Yeah, I showed up, it was all this free money, so once again, fucking party time in the big city. Woo-ha. See, I, I think we did, We like, Michigan had something like that at one time, but, like, People were uh, obviously abusing it like that, and now it's like me, yeah. And now if you want to wanna get, I mean, I can't get any cash assistance. You have to have like kids to get cash assistance. Like how uh, my my stuff works is it's on a card, and you can only buy food with that card. Anything, mm-hmm. just food stuff, you know, and that's all you can buy with it. But uh, they do well, like a cash assistance for people with families. But like honestly, you have to work. Like basically, what you have to do is go sit in an um like a classroom all day and like search for work and stuff so it's not really free you know mm-hmm. and it's yeah. basically to keep people from um just being drug becoming drug dealers with the money and just dealing drugs out of their home i guess because that's what a lot of people do you know what do you expect they want to they want to double that cash up you know well there used to be this uh chick back where i lived she had about nine kids and yeah when she'd get her welfare money she'd go and invest it all into weed 
And, and then, then try fucking, to double it up. Oh, fucking triple it up, quadruple. Who right. knows? Fucking, these are the natives, so they were. Who knows? Fucking what they were doing with it? Cutting same it with oregano, probably. Same thing with my na- the natives here in my area. They do the same shit. But here's the thing, though. Like their their tribe actually has a casino here, so they make a lot of money. So then they get checks in the mail every month with cash too. So. Just like well, Jack Burton says, the check's in the mail. Eh? Right, exactly. I wish I had that, but I don't, so. Fuck. <laughs> me, me neither, fuck. But, uh. What you gonna do? But yeah. <laughs> I guess fucking this is getting serious here, eh? Yeah, we, we got way off topic for Exploited, so we need to get back on some sleaze, so, uh. Oh, uh. Fuck Obama. <laughs> Hey, you know what? I voted for the cocksucker, and I'm kind of in that fuck Obama boat because, you know, uh, he hasn't done shit for me. It's like the old what you done for me lately you know? fucking scenario, eh? Yeah, well, I mean, I voted him in for the simple fact that I thought maybe he could change my life to an extent, and it's like he hasn't done shit for me, so... And I voted for the asshole, so, you know. It, it has nothing... I know a lot of people out there hate the man... Particularly for race alone, I'm not racist. I have nothing against the man for the color of his skin. He's, you know, it has nothing to do with the fact that he's black, white, whatever the fuck his race no. is. You know, it has I don't to do give with, a shit either about that. Yeah, Me, it has to do with what the fucking man is doing and what he has done, and his track record is nil to nothing. So well, I've noticed since he took over, yeah, he had kind of promises for you guys, and <laughs> I don't know. To me, from Canada, it looks like things have almost got worse. Like. Your money's worth worth less now than when he took over and shit. So I everything's don't know. going up. Um, gas prices are up to uh, f- over five dollars now here in my area. I went down to Tennessee and um, down to my mother's, and there the gas prices are are high, but they're they're cheaper down there. You know, further down south you go, but it's still not looking good. And they're saying by fucking summer it's going to be up to six bucks. So who the mm-hmm. fuck's going to be able to travel? And now I mean. Shit, if it's gonna be at up to six bucks by, um, you know, by summer, October, I was, you know, we were talking about, you know, Cinema Wasteland for October. I mean, I might as well just throw that out the fucking window. Wow, you know, I can't, I don't even think I'd be able to even afford it. I mean, gas killed us, me and my girlfriend, when we went down on this trip, at, you know, at the beginning of April, so it would just murder us now, you know. Look at stupid me! I just bought a new truck with a Hemi in it. <laughs> right, that's going to cost you what? Hundred? I, they were saying like SUVs and big, big body trucks are going to cost like over a hundred to fucking fill up now. So mine cost one hundred and seventy to fill up. Jeez, exactly, man. That's just crazy. Yeah, I was. I don't know. I guess when I bought it, I was planning on doing a lot of four by four and stuff. But who knows? I might do a lot of parking in the fucking driveway if gas gets that expensive. So ah, yeah. fuck it. Let's get back to talking. Press talking about the economy and right. let's talk about hookers and grease and stuff. Exactly. Well, well, I guess we got a bit of an announcement here uh, because uh, I've, well, you helped me out on this hookup, but uh, I've come into some posters and a bonus one was sent. And uh, you want to tell them a little bit about that or? Well, those infamous mutilator posters we yes. got from Buddy Cooper. Yes. Oh, the ones that are signed that we got from Buddy Cooper. Well, I got signed ones. I guess you got. Well, mine say Buddy Cooper. On that one. Mine say Buddy Cooper. Yours are personalized. Though. Oh, one, well, well, two of mine are personalized. One just says Buddy Cooper, but he did draw a battle axe or whatever on one of them, so that was cool. Mine don't even have the battle axe. Yeah. God damn it! But sorry, bro. Yeah, what are you gonna do? Yeah. 
But yeah, uh, I guess the big announcement is uh, we're going to be giving one of them away for uh, one of you lucky listeners on the show. Signed Mutilator. Well, no, this one's not signed. He he sent a bonus one, but the nice thing about this one is oh okay, well it's fuck it a, then. It's a it's a it's the folded one. Well, though, it's right? the folded. It, it actually toured theaters. I think it's got back holes and everything. So this one actually was used um, at a theater. I'm sure. Um, back in what, what, what year did this come out? 86 or 85? Yeah, early 80s there. Well, shit, if it's got history, I want it. I'll keep this one for myself then. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. Well, either way, we're putting up a mutilator poster. It's going to be original one sheet theatrical. Uh, it's not signed, but, uh, it is a mutilator poster. And, um, these things have been kind of hard to come by. Mm-hmm. And it came right from Buddy Cooper himself. Right. It smells like his fucking garage. I mean, you can smell the 80s mildew sleaze all over it, man. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. We haven't really decided how we're going to give it away yet. But... Well, what I was thinking was, because uh, I know you had said something about this. Um, well, we didn't even know the poster, the extras were going to come for sure, but we had kind of thrown this around that, what, you want maybe like a... Um, uh, a write-up on why you like the mutilator, and maybe we could even extend it to um, uh, audio. You can send in audio clips. You can send in written, or you could even link us to a video, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we'll play it on the show. Or, right. right. Exactly. Well, like we could play the clips. Yeah, play we could play the show, video, and... but yeah, we could play the audio clips. Mm. Definitely. So I think I guess we read the responses. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I guess, I mean, the best uh, write-in would uh, win the poster, I guess, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, whoever sucks the most mutilator dick will win the poster, really. Mm-hmm, exactly. So that's the contest. I don't know, how, how long do you want to run this for, like, the next month through, like, May? Or do you want to run it for a couple months? I know, uh, we we judging by the feedback from the listeners, we only get about five or six questions uh Per show, so I mean, a month would probably generate quite a bit of feedback on that. Well, how about we announce the winner July 1st? July 1st? Okay. Alrighty, guys. Well, then there you go. Uh, yeah. Right in, film a video. It gives, sort a, of... gives them a couple months to get on it. Yeah, exactly, and plan something cool out. So. It'll be our first official um, contest, so. <laughs> Well, that's, that way it gives us a chance to whore it a little bit, too, and uh, maybe get some press out of it for us, too. Hey, yeah, these maybe guys I are could... giving a Mutilator poster away. Like, that's, that's a big deal. Fuck. Yeah. Who gives Mutilator posters away? Nobody. Nobody, right, exactly. And, uh, you know, maybe I can throw a video together, maybe, of the of the actual poster. I've got a frame here. Maybe I can throw it in a frame and uh, put a little video, maybe like a you know a minute or two video together to let you guys see what you could win and uh maybe something like that too to help promote it so fucking a rights bubba so um i guess uh do you have anything oh we got to get questions what am i thinking i'm trying to rush this along we've got 50 billion questions to take in well maybe we should uh since we've rambled on so long we'll just give the listeners a quick break in case they got to go drain the lizard or fucking refill the rum and coke or something well, yeah, because break. these questions, there's quite a few of them. I mean, we've been out of the game for, what, uh, close to a month now, huh? Because the last episode was pre-recorded, and we're late on this episode, so. Yep. So I guess when we come back, uh, we'll have listener questions, and uh, 
then we'll jump into our chatter about Cinema Wasteland and J-Dog's Random Finds. Sounds uh, good to me, and then that'll be the show if you don't like it. Once again, well, well let's not forget Cannon Corner will be in there, so a little well, bit extra. Yeah. yeah, a little bit extra. Like I, I'm just surly, I guess, because I'm hurt. Eh? I'm just like a dissing everyone, and so I'm just kidding, guys. I'm only kidding. I'm only kidding. <laughs> it's Chill. cool. It's cool. I, I I like your attitude. <laughs> cool. <laughs> awesome. So with that said, you guys are listening to Exploited Cinema, and we'll be back. A public service announcement by Satan himself. Hey boys and girls, when I'm not out wreaking havoc upon the planet, I'm checking out my favorite horror and exploitation t-shirts. And you know who's got them? FastCustomShirts.com Yeah, they got the shirts I like, like a water power t-shirt, or a boss nigger t-shirt. Yeah, and they're cheap too, the cheapest damn shirts I've found on the net. So get on over to FastCustomShirts.com and tell them Satan sent ya. Enter these woods and enter hell. For this is the wilderness of the maniac rapist. A family of four innocents have come to this cursed place for some recreational fun and bonding. But this psychopath has his own vacation plans. Wet wilderness. Violent demise is simply last on his long list of inhuman torments. His victims are drugged across 13 acres of terror as they succumb to every perverted desire of their viciously mad captor, all building up to a climax of bloodshed and death, the ultimate experience in grueling exploitation. Wet Wilderness Part of the Rapist Rampage Grindhouse Double Feature I don't know if we quite have 13 questions, but <laughs> fucking, you're pretty fucking close anyway. Yeah, that's a decent amount this time. So. Yeah, well, we've been away for a while, so. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm, but anyway, uh, the first question comes from Will Wallace. I don't know, is he a first-time uh, question guy? Will actually wrote in, um, he used oh, okay. to email us um, before, but I think he's got onto the Facebook now. 
Oh, sorry, Will. Fucking if I had uh, forgotten. I think he hails from, like, uh, England or somewhere, so I think he's one of our British listeners. So always a pleasure to have the British listeners. It's an honor. So It is. It is to be uh, known internationally. So Yeah, I mean, we've been getting uh, hits from Iran, dude. So we got some terrorists on the uh, on the horn now. Fucking, you got, uh, what, what's his face? Osama bin Laden's hiding in his caves listening to exploited cinema. Right, exactly. The Taliban, Turka Turka, and all that shit. Oh, <laughs> hey, it brings a smile to my face, I guess. I love it, man, I love it. Yes. International celebrities. Mm-hmm. Yeah, anyway, uh, Will, he writes, Hey guys, the Serial Killer podcasts have been really interesting. So, awesome, man, I'm glad you dig them. Mm-hmm. He said, uh, mainly wanted to comment on the sweet 60s garage tunes you're throwing in the mix. But he said, uh, but since I'm here, have either of you seen Anthropopagus, a.k.a. the Grim Reaper? He said he saw it at a charity shop the other day for, what would that be, two euros or two pounds two or pounds. two quids? Or... I think that'd be like two five, pounds. five okay. bucks my currency, I think, give or take. So. Yeah, if I, that's good buy. I'd say I'd buy it and recognize the alternative title. He's like, haven't gotten around to it yet, but I hear it's pretty gnarly. And uh, I'd see if you rated it or have seen it. Uh, keep up the good work. Uh, to have such a regular posted podcast to take a break with. It's funny that he says that because we've been uh, so sketchy lately. <laughs> I know exactly. I feel bad now that you said that. but Yeah. It's like, nice that you're all regular, and yeah, we're fucking, we've been constipated lately. We haven't been able to shit a show out for a while. Right, exactly. Well, uh, have you seen Anthropophagus? I think you've, I think you've mentioned on the Ferox back that you had mm-hmm. this one. Yeah, Tony Pepperoni hooked me up with it, and then recently when I had uh, heard uh, what Shriek Show, I think, that released it, I heard that they it's were going under. Going, like, going out of print and shit, I yeah. picked it up. I haven't opened it up yet, but I got the two-disc version as well mm, from them. Nice, nice. I just need to crack into it here soon. Yeah. But, yeah, it's awesome. I love it. It's really atmospheric. It's kind of a slow burner, but, uh, I don't know, like, it's got Anthropopagus eats a fucking fetus in it. Like, what more do you want, man? <laughs> right. Yeah, I haven't seen this one yet, but I've seen um, scenes from it, and it, it looks... It looks right up my alley, and I know uh, you guys mentioned on the Furox back uh, last year sometime, and uh, I've been looking for it, and I think that uh, Shriek Show uh, print is is out of print for sure. So Okay, yeah, I just grabbed it off the shelf. Yeah, the two-disc special edition. Joe D'Amato! Mm, nice. Yeah, Anthropopagus, the Grim Reaper. Fuck so yeah, what are you, are you kicking, like, an uh, old VHS around, then, um, of, uh, as far as what you've been viewing? No, Tony had sent me a rip of this, actually. Oh, okay. But, it, but only the one disc, just the movie, so I picked it up because I want a legit copy, and I want the, dub, the two disc, man. Like, I want right. to see what these features are. Yeah, definitely. I'm going to have to check it out, so mm. definitely one to keep my eye out for. Yeah, I picked up a a bunch of shit lately, but yeah, this was one of them, so great stuff. I say uh, go grab it, Will, if it's still there, pick it up. I think you'll enjoy it. If you like our show, I think you're going to, you'll feel Anthropopagus for sure. Yeah, well, especially if that that particular print is the Shriek Show print, and it is for sure. I am not even, I don't have Amazon open or eBay, but if it is for sure out of print, uh, I would definitely grab that fucker up, like, immediately, so. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Right on. Well, where do we go to next now? Well, uh, thanks. Massive thanks, amount of questions. Thanks, Will, for writing in again. I know uh, you've 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 written in before. I know. I think that's the second time writing in, maybe third. So, 
Appreciate the uh, question, man. I think we're on to uh, zombie fan reviews. And he writes in and says, he also is loving the serial killer episodes. And he says, uh, keep up the good work. The Zodiac is my favorite killer, and they never caught him, so he could still be out there somewhere. And I'm fucked up enough to think that's kind of cool. What do you guys think about the movie American Psycho? And do you think the whole thing never really happened, or was it just in his head? Keep it greasy. Hmm. I like it. I like uh, American Psycho. Uh, I don't know. I'm a sexist besides being directed by a chick. It's all good. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, no, I like uh, the funky tunes. I like just uh, the way it's shot. Uh, Christian Bale, great performance. Once I know a lot of people have said that. And my whole take on it is I think it was all actually in his head. That's what I think anyway. Well, I guess I really can't add anything on to this really because I've only seen the film once and I don't even really remember it. I know I didn't like it when I first saw it. And I'm maybe that's blasphemy. You know, I don't really think that that's. I don't. I mean, a lot of a lot of horror fans like the film, but I never thought I think of it you as need to like give it another try. Yeah, maybe I need to give another try. I just kind of wrote it off. Like, um, I did like that scene where he's chasing the girl and he drops the chainsaw down like the flight of stairs and shit. I thought that was cool, but it just didn't. Uh, it just looked like um, something like they were trying to recreate the slasher genre to an extent, and it just didn't work for me. I guess so. Maybe I would. Maybe dude, I just misinterpreted. Dude, I don't know. He, he was he was whipping hookers with coat hangers. And stuff. I know. It's... I just I don't know. At that time when that movie came out, I wasn't into sleazy stuff. I was into like, I, I think around that time I Disney. was really. No, I mean I was just into more Anna maybe Montana. laid back horror stuff. Maybe just more mainstream stuff, I guess. But I guess I was just wasn't into the whole sleazy element at the time. I really wasn't. So. Mm. I'll give it an. I'll give it You can give it another watch. I'll give it another watch. Don't worry. I'll give it another watch. I just. I expect everybody to be like, "What? You hate? You didn't like it? Are you crazy? Like, I don't know. I mean, I guess I just watched it once, you know. And I guess I just kind of dusted under the rug. And I never heard any real horror fans talk about this film until like five years ago, four years ago. So I didn't even think it was that, you know, much of a benchmark in the horror genre until I started hearing like. I think Dead Pit has mentioned it, and quite a few fanboys on that site have mentioned it. So that's the only reason I even thought it might be popular. So, mm. mm-hmm. well, I'm not saying it's a classic like some yeah. people will or anything, but I don't. Know. It's an enjoyable watch. Like Willem Dafoe's playing. Uh, I don't think he's gay in this movie, so that's always a plus. <laughs> and Willem Dafoe's not playing a fag. Right. Right. Exactly. He's a, de- he's a detective in this. So. Yeah. Uh, no, I. I don't know. Check it out. Uh, every everyone that's uh, like Nick and swept it under the rug, give it another watch. Nick, you give it another watch, Definitely. and uh, yeah, fucking get with it, man. Yeah, I, I, I you know, I'm because you said you, you know, because you're kind of pushing us over towards me. I'm, I'm gonna watch it just because, because like you do give good recommendations, and like I, I know you'll never steer me wrong. So, and I, like I said, I've seen it before, and like I said, I, I liked a few scenes, but. I guess I, I just thought at the time they were trying to rip off, like, the slasher genre. And now in retrospect, now that I look back at it, it's way better than any of the remakes. I mean, at that time, there were hardly any remakes coming out. So I would take an American Psycho over a remake any day now. But uh, judging by the time, when did that come out? Like, 98, 99 it came out? 
Well, I think of it as more of a descent, like a character study of a dude's descent into madness, whether it was real or all in his head, is to be left up to the viewer, as far as I'm concerned. Right. Yeah, it was uh, late, mid to late 90s there. <laughs> maybe it was Two, just... Maybe even 2000. Yeah. Maybe it was just, uh, you know, just a fluke kind of thing. I mean, I a lot of films, I, I'll like, like, for instance, what was it, uh, uh, was it, uh... Last House on Dead End Street. I totally wrote that film off the first time I watched it, and then when we reviewed it on the show, I totally recognized all of the great elements of the film. So, I mean, I, I definitely need to give it another viewing. So thanks, thanks for bringing that up, zombie fan. I, I'll definitely revisit it here soon. So, yeah, fucking thanks for sending that question. We but we had a chance to fucking razz Nick about something, so it was fun. <laughs> Give me a hard time, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Fuck, any chance I get. But next one is uh, from Greg May, though. Yes, go Flyers, go. Round two, motherfucker. Greg May from Philly. But he's like, yo, guys, what's going on? Been a while since I rode in. He's like, been real busy with work and class and shit. Uh, but he says, but anyway, last couple episodes were badass. Ooh, Hell, yeah, that serial killer shit went over hard. I'm surprised. I, I told you it was gold, man. I my know, idea. man. Fuck, once again, I don't steer you wrong. That was my idea, too. So You know, let's just, let's just you know, get down to it. I, I, did, I wasn't against the Serial Killer episodes. I just didn't think that um, enough of our fans would be as sadistic and fucked up as we were, and I, I was wrong. So thank you, guys. <laughs> Fuck yeah. I think Jerry Horror has turned into a serial killer since we put these episodes out there. <laughs> That's all he's been into ever yeah. since. Wearing his Manson shirts and his Dahmer shirt, and I think he's got a Gacy shirt. Yeah, Ooh, nice. Right on, Jerry. You're fucking. Yeah, yeah he's he's out there, man. <laughs> Keep it up, but, yeah. man. Yeah. Fuck yeah. But sorry, Greg. We cut mixing Jerry into your question, but he's like, uh, it was uh, cool hearing all the info. He said, like, so get, get backstories and all that shit on the serial killers. We didn't just uh, talk out our asses. So we came we came prepared with the facts. But he said he just watched Class of 1984 yesterday, and that was pretty fucking sweet. He said, anyway, had a... Oh, fuck yeah, it is. I just got yeah. a poster, too. Yeah. But he said, anyway, had a question. Any chance uh, we could get some fright or bleh, fight for your life talk going on one of these days? He said, that movie's pretty good, and it would be great to hear what you guys think about it. Anyway, keep up the great job, boys. Later. Fight for your life. I'm down if you're down. I know we wanted to do it on the Furrock show, but uh, Tony figured we'd get, like, pipe bombs and fucking arsenic letters and shit like that if we talked fight for your life on there. But you guys talked about goodbye, Uncle Tom. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly so. Right. Um, I think we were going to cover it. Um, I think we threw it around on that episode that we did uh uh, what is it? Last House on Dead End Street and Ilsa. We were we threw that one out there, but I guess it. I've got it. I I've watched it a mm -hmm. few times. I think it's a pretty pretty damn good film. Yeah, I'm just looking, waiting for when we have something more along the lines of that. Uh, mix in with a double exploited. That's all, mm -hmm. really. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's just... really what it is. Is trying to pair these movies up, and it's it's not. It's kind of difficult, but you gotta. It's not, but it is. You know, you gotta stop and think for a minute. You just can't throw it together. So. 
Yeah, you can't just grab two Grease films and throw it together. You're like, you want the show to have some continuity and uh, have well, some we did, flow. We, we did do know. a wild card once. I, maybe we could bring it bring it in for a wild card, maybe. I, I like that. I love that wild card show, and I think a lot of that was, listeners That was I picked it. one, you picked one, and we just rolled with it, eh? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then we had the VHS vault. What was the VHS vault? Do you remember? What was that oh, one? I can't remember. Fuck. That was a great episode, though, and I know a lot of people uh, had downloaded it and listened to it. So, hey, if you guys like those wild card episodes, maybe we'll bring you some more in the future. So, yeah, we just throw movies in a hat and whatever comes out. <laughs> exactly. We should try that. Yeah, we should try that. Throw ten movies in a hat. We'll pull out a couple in a VHS hat. Right. Exactly. Who knows what we'll get? Right. Could be something great, could be something horrible, who knows, huh? Yeah, hard to say. But yeah, anyway, uh, thanks, Greg, for sending in the question. I hope you're as pumped as I am for Flyers. Go Flyers, go. See, I'm going to hoor it all show. <laughs> oh, great, here it goes. <laughs> it's already started. Hey, like, get in line, buddy, get in line. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> all right, let's see. Uh. Let's see if we got another question. I think we've got another question here. Uh, oh no, maybe we got to jump to the uh, e- or the email. Yeah. Okay, so we've got one from um, uh, Todd, aka Riverman. This is Todd Westerlin writes in, and he says, uh, "Hey guys, it's your homeboy Todd, uh, aka the Riverman here. By the way, last show you were asking about the name Riverman. I'm a big fan of Return of the Living Dead three, and it's also my Dead Pit message board name." See, I told you that he was probably a fan of Return of the Living Dead 3. Either that or, uh, what did I say, fucking... Uh, Green uh, River Green Killers Li- Kid. Green River Killer. Yeah, he's <laughs> the Green River Killers Kid, yeah. Right. <laughs> so uh, he goes on to say, thanks for the good feedback on the Fred Williamson films a few weeks ago. I picked up Black Caesar. Awesome. VHS for a dollar, and it was well worth it. I've had a few questions for you this week. I have recently come across... Poor Pretty Eddie, and really enjoyed the film. I'm trying to dig deeper into the exploitation genre. Do you have any other movie titles I can look for? Also, I want to know your thoughts on Evil Tunes. Is it one of, it's one of my personal favorites from my childhood. I remember watching it at 2 a.m. on Cinemax with my buddies and really getting a kick out of it. Well, guys, love the show. Keep the grease flowing. Thanks for... Uh, inspiration to start my own podcast, and I hope it. I hope to have it posted in the coming months. Peace. So we inspired him to go off and start his own podcast. What is? I'm wondering what that says. That we make it look easy, possibly, or or what? <laughs> Who knows? We're just that good, maybe. Well, we give out all our secrets on the fucking episode with Tony. Remember, we went too far behind the curtain. So right, He's- exactly. Todd's one of them fuckers that was writing all that shit down, like, give me more, fuck. Told you we were going to get fucking, and people were going to jump on. No, I'm, I'm just fucking with you, Todd. <laughs> I'm sure it's going to be awesome. I'll, yeah. I'll check it out. I'll definitely check it out. And, uh, you know, hey, man, it's, you know, cause Todd's been kind of on board since the start. You know, if uh, if you get your podcast off the ground and you can make a audio promo for your show, send it our way and we'll play it on the show. So. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, anyway, I guess to the question though, mm-hmm. poor Perietti. Yes, it's great. I have I have a copy of it. I had uh, when it was obscure and impossible to find is when I tracked it down, and now yeah, it's on fucking Blu-ray. So oh wow, really? 
Yeah, unbelievable. Uh, exploitation uh, Junior. Check mm-hmm. out Junior. That's that one's decent. Backwoods. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's good. The Final Terror. Mm-hmm. It's like a backwoods slasher there. Uh, Making me dig into my brain here to think of exploitation. Uh, Just before dawn. Just yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be one. Mm-hmm. Fucking. If you want to go like the forest, I suppose that one's a terrible one though. Just before dawn, yeah. it is terrible. These aren't really. These aren't really exploitation though. These are the kind of backwoods slashers we're throwing at them. Besides Junior, uh, right. Well, isn't that isn't that what he's getting at? Is it back, backwoods slashers and that exploitation? I guess to an extent. Well, maybe even exploitation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Anything. Anything like that. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, you know, the granddaddy, I guess, would be like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but I'm sure everybody knows about that one. So. Yeah. Return to Maycomb County is not too bad with Nick Nolte. It's like a kind of a. Southern exploitation film, I guess. I've never seen that. I'll have to check that one out. I like Nick Nolte. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was one of his early films. Oh, wow. There's another cat in there that was... Who the fuck was it? Ah, I can't remember off the top of my head. Don Johnson. <laughs> was oh, okay. Well, early Don yeah. Johnson appearance. Sweet. Yeah, it was pretty It was pretty cool. They were like all hot rodding it all over the place and shit. Right. Sounds like a good mm. flick. I'm going to have to check it out. Fuck yeah. But yeah, shit. Sorry, I can't really, uh, off the top of my head, think of any more. I'm sure, like, Deliverance is a given. Yeah, yeah. I guess if we had time to sit down, we probably could make you a list up, but uh, I guess we really just don't have that kind of time. But hopefully a couple of those titles maybe you've never heard of and you can dig up. I know I've never seen Junior, so that's one I got. Revenge for a Rape? Another one I just thought of, Revenge for a Rape, it's kind of like these... This couple goes uh, camping to this area right when deer season's on. A bunch of redneck hunters rape his wife. He goes after the people, ends up, he takes out the wrong people, and the sheriffs catch the real rapists. Mm. But, yeah, it's pretty badass. It kinda so it's a rape and like revenge. Out in the wilderness, then. fighting each other and shit. It's, it's kind of a rape and revenge flick then, it's pretty too. Good. And the good, it's like rape. Yeah, it's a rape-revenge film right. from the 70s, yeah. So he also asks about um, evil tunes. Surviving just... the game, I guess, if fucking you want to call oh, that a yeah. exploitation. It's just oh, Jason yeah. Ice-T through the country. Yeah, definitely. That one I'd throw in there, too. Hell, yeah. That's kind of got a deliverance feel to it. Mm-hmm. And it's got Gary Busey in it, too, so. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So he, uh, mm-hmm. like, he also uh, asks about evil tunes and what the, we thought of it. Is that the Fred Olin Ray movie? I've never seen it before, so... I, I haven't seen it before either. Okay. Definitely be one to check out if it's Fred Olin Ray, huh? Yeah, I'm not... I, for, off the top of my head, I think it was, but I'm not 100% sure. I could be way out the fucking left base, but... Huh. Yeah, we can't really help you much on that one with our thoughts, because neither of us has seen the fucking thing, though. Yeah. Sorry, Todd. And, uh, I wonder if it's at all, part, like... I want, oh, just sorry to cut you off. I wonder if it's at all like that episode on the Twilight Zone movie where it's like real, like, uh, animation mixed with fucking real life shit and stuff, just all twisted acidy like. You know which segment I'm meaning? 
Um, sort of, kind of. <laughs> I guess kind, not anyway. Kind, but, kind uh, of like Cool World, I guess, because that's kind of animation mixed with uh, okay. real action. I don't know if you've ever seen that Brad Pitt film. And the guy, I think no. the guy that did uh, Fritz the Cat directed it, so. Oh, okay. Kind of like Roger Rabbit. <laughs> right, like Shit a more like adult-oriented uh, Roger Rabbit. It's from, I think, 92, Cool World. Worth checking out. Brad Pitt film, so early Brad Pitt film. <clears throat> cool. So, yep, that was... Uh, Johnny Swade, I got that. That's why, I guess, that's not Brad Pitt. Oh, yeah, it is a Brad Pitt movie, too. Is it? I thought so. I'll have to check that one out. Must be earlier film of his, huh? Yeah, I'm going to grab it here. Okay. Ah, here it is. Brad Pitt as Johnny Swade. Keeping up an image can be a full-time job. He's got, like, this big fucking 50s Pompadour hair. yeah. Fuck yeah. When is this from? I think I've seen that, that, that... Video cover or something. Is that from the early 90s or late 80s? 91. Okay. That would have been before Cool World done. Yeah, I bought it at the fucking uh, pawn shop where the DVDs were six for 20 bucks. And I was like, ah. I was like, this looks rare. So I just picked it up for the fuck of it. That might be out of print, huh? Probably. But yeah, Johnny Swade. Yeah, we're way off topic now. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, thanks for the question though. Fuck Todd, like fucking glad you're loving the show and shit, and looking forward to your podcast, bro. Fuck, send us a link, like Nick said, and we'll play promos for you. We'll do whatever we can to kick it off the ground. Yeah, go ahead and post a link on the on the uh, Facebook page when you get it up, and uh, we'll definitely try to get some people moving towards it too. So, mm-hmm. shit, yeah. <laughs> I guess we got another question here. Well, kind of a question from uh, Joel Paxson. Mm-hmm. He's like. Uh, He's trying to hit us up for the MP3 of Fall Break, which we did. So right. hope you like, hope you liked it, and uh, says keep up the good work, and maybe someday review Slime City. I never, see Slime I've City. never seen it. <laughs> I do too. So, Buck, send a copy our way. We hooked you up with Fall Break. Hook us up with Slime City. <laughs> we wash our back. We wash yours. Kind of deal here. Right. Come on, right. Joey. Yeah. Hook us up. No, I don't know if I can. Is this the one with Debbie Rashawn? Like the remake and. That just recently came out, or I don't, I don't know, man. I've never. Is this the one talking? I'm not sure exactly. I've never even. That's like cool. the first yeah, I've heard anyway. of the title. So, so our next question is from Zach Wells, and he writes in, uh, "Hello, Batmobile and Greasy Doggy Dog. Thanks so much for answering my question on the show. That was very awesome of you. And I just wanted to tell you that the movie, the music and horror episode was was the tits." Long live the fear ox, and long live exploited cinema. I was wondering if you guys have ever seen a movie called uh, The Taming of Rebecca. It's like Breaking Point, but more hardcore. It started out with the main character, Rebecca, getting raped by what is supposed to be her father, and the stuff this dude is saying is just freaking hilarious. She looks to be in her 20s, and her dad looks around the same age. The acting is triple too bad, which makes it even more entertaining. It seems like she doesn't care either way and seems to have no problem giving her dad a blowjob. Every once in a while, she'll shake her head no, but then she gets into it again and even lets him blow all over her mug, all the while she has a big, goofy-ass smile on her face. Then he makes her piss all over his wee-wee. Yeah, it's sleazy. It's as sleazy as it gets. 
So I think it's right up your alley. Let me know, and I'll send you a copy. It could be a good VHS Volt if you want to review it on the show. Anyway, keep the grease coming, guys. Take care. Awesome, Zach. Thanks, man. Well, this is in the this is on the way to us right now. Actually, sent, oh okay, he's got a copy coming my way too. So. Awesome, yeah. Anything better than Breaking Point sounds like right up my alley. So, yeah, I I just showed my girlfriend Breaking Point on the weekend actually, and she she didn't mind it. She didn't make me shut it off or anything. So yeah, slow motion cream pies and stuff, and it was good. Well, I guess if you're not put off by the sex and breaking point, like, it's pretty tame, actually, because that's really what's sleazy about it, I think. Mm-hmm. Well, she thought I was going to show her porno or something, and it was more funny than anything. Right, yeah, with old boy's uh, facial expressions and everything, and the fly landing on his dick and stuff. Yeah, uh, hairy bushed women, and, like, in scenes were different, too. Like, one scene looked like he had... 10-inch wang, other scenes would look like he had a 2-inch dick. It's like, did he have a stunt cock in this movie or something? Yeah, like, I don't know, maybe. Because she was asking me this, well, how come his dick's so big now and before it was, like, so small? I'm like, I don't know. I don't look at, I don't, I'm not looking at the dick. Like, right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. But, yeah, no, I'm looking uh, forward to this. Like, if she's pissing on his wang and fucking shit-eating grins on her face while he's busting fucking all over her, like... And and suppose it incest and holy fuck it's, yeah sounds greasy send it our definitely send it our way man well you said it's already on the way so uh, yeah we'll definitely review this on the show um, any you know and that, that brings up another point anything you guys send in whether it be shitty or not we probably will review it I mean if it's a pile of shit I'm, we're gonna tell you but I mean we'll review it we'll mention it you know hell yeah. I'm all I'm all about trying to get uh, new stuff to review all the time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. Because I mean, at, at this point, it seems like we're just um, digging, digging in our collections, really. So I'm definitely up for fresh stuff. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, I guess we got one more question before we wrap it up. And once again, Zach Wells, he's double dipping here. Oh, oh, I missed that one. Okay, my bad. Sorry well, about that, that's Zach. No problem. Yeah, there's <laughs> another one on Facebook. He's like, "Hello, guys. He's like, did you hear they were talking about uh, House on the Edge of the Park too?" He's like, "I didn't hear all the details, but I hear Ruggiero Diodato will write and direct it." He's like, "What are your thoughts?" Uh, also, speaking of Diodato, I heard they're going to re-edit uh, *Cannibal Holocaust* for Blu-ray. And he said the way he hears it is they're just going to take out the animal killings, not the gore and everything else. But he could be wrong. He's like, in that case, he's not sure if. Uh, He's not really he's not really sure, but he never really liked the animal killings anyway, so but at the same time he doesn't know if he wants to buy the movie if it's cut. He's like, anyway, keep up the greasy uh or no, keep it greasy guys and uh hope you enjoyed the movie I sent you. PS you're gonna love the movie soundtrack. Well, we haven't got it yet, but we're looking it's on forward the way, to it. Right? Yeah. We we think we just said checks in the mail. We're a little behind here, but mm-hmm. Yeah, I've heard of this uh House in the Edge Park too for a while. They've been kind of Throwing it around, eh? Well, what? Where did you hear about it, and how? I'm wondering how you guys all heard about this. Because uh, because mess, message boards and shit like that. I, I believe I had heard that there was uh, there there was talks about him saying he wanted to do, uh, have to do a part two, and that there was a script way back in the day or something. I don't know though. Okay, I could well, be talking shit too though. Well, I I 
we're, I mean, this is Cinema Wasteland talk here, and, and Deodato was at Wasteland, and, uh, I will tell you, he did, I thought it was an announcement. I never heard anything about this until the convention, but, uh, he did say for sure that House by the Edge of the Park 2 was gonna be going into production here, and that he for sure is going to be making it. So, that, that is for sure. I can confirm that. It came out of the man's mouth. I've got it on video. So, I mean, if you can understand through his broken English, that, that is for sure going to happen. So Awesome. I was just wondering, I never heard of it until the convention, so I'm wondering, like, where this is, when this came out, and, like, when, because I haven't seen anything about it, really, so. Well, you know me, I'm connected, I'm deep in the underground. Right, so. right, right, you've got your sleazy pinky out yeah. there. <laughs> True that. But uh, what's your thoughts on the if they're going to put uh, Holocaust on Blu-ray and take the animal killings out? What do you think of that? Well, I know I heard uh, Dead Pit talk about this on one of their back episodes, probably maybe a month back, and um, this is for sure going to happen. I guess that Deodato is involved with the DVD. He didn't he didn't mention anything at Wasteland, but uh, I'm pretty sure this is like already like in the works, like or it's already been put together. So. Um, will I buy it? Fuck no. I, I've already got the uh, grindhouse cut, and that's all I need, really. I mean, if that yeah. grind if that grindhouse cut gets a Blu-ray, maybe. But Cannibal Holocaust, really, I don't. I don't even think I really need that film in high def. I was just gonna say, with. what the what the fuck do I need Cannibal Holocaust and Blu-ray for? Yeah, I, exactly. I already spent twenty some bucks to get the two disc DVD version. I have so. Mm-hmm, exactly. I mean, what what more do you need? I mean, and, and that film just looks grittier, the shittier the cut is, so, I mean, I don't need it in, in HD. I don't, I don't really care either way, so. And DVD's I get, the, the best format I want to see it in, because I, I want some of the lines, I still want some of the grit to it, like, it's, I don't want Holocaust polished, it's fucking a grindhouse movie. Right, that kind of brings me back to when, now, I love the cut that, um, that uh, Dark Sky did, but uh, of um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. But I've always seen that film as a film that needs to be shown in the grittiest, grimiest form possible. The soundtrack can be cleaned up, but the picture should have never been fucked with. It should have been left alone, and that's just my opinion. That's the type of film that needs to be gritty. Mm-hmm. Word up. And Don May, I know he did that, uh, he was involved in that Dark Sky release, and he did a fucking phenomenal job, but it's just really the wrong picture to clean up, I think, you know, it didn't need to be cleaned up, it, it really was better grainy and scratchy and shitty looking, so. Half I think, of its charm, yeah. Right, and I think Cannibal Holocaust uh, might fall under that category too as well, so. And, I mean, what the fuck is up with um, the first Blu-ray release of Cannibal Holocaust being released cut? I mean, there's something wrong with that. I mean, or is there a Grindhouse Blu-ray already out that I don't know of? I don't know. If, I'm not 100% sure. It could have snuck out there, but I don't think so. Yeah, so why, why the hell would the fans even want this cut version before an uncut version? It makes no fucking sense. At least do something like... Give them an option to pick if they want to cut in the package or something. Right, exactly. No, what they want to do is they want to fucking get the fans to shell out all the money for this cut version. Then you know, five six months down the line, they're going to re-release it, the uncut version. So you have to shell out more money, and they're going to put special features and shit that the other one don't have. No, I'm not playing that game. Oh, I, I, no, you know. Mm. 
you know it, G. That's what they're going to do. Mm-hmm, yeah. I know. Yeah, thanks for bringing that to our attention, though, Zach. Fuck. I say fuck the Blu-ray if they're going to cut things out. What do you want to cut movie for anyway? The whole point of these uh, DVD and Blu-ray and stuff now is to have the gun version and stuff. Right. People are puss- if you're being a pussy, that's what it passes animal killings. Right, exactly. And, I mean, that's really the whole infamy of the film is the animal killings. Without the animal killings, what the fuck do you have? I mean, really. Of, yeah, a bunch of people running around in the jungle. That's about it. Right, and I mean, I mean, the special effects are all right, but they're not phenomenal or anything, not even for the time period. So, I mean, what's the mo- left? The more you clean those effects up, the cheesier and shittier they're going to look, too. Right. A lot of the reason those effects worked, because it was a dark, grainy-looking film. Right, but exactly. It disguised a lot of that shit. You don't want that shit exposed. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I agree. Dark. So, yeah, I guess uh, with that, that's the questions, eh, buddy? Yeah, maybe we could, uh, I guess we could jump into a break, and then we'll, uh, I guess, come back in with some uh, Cinema Wasteland coverage and maybe sneak in uh, your random finds or maybe take a break after that. Who knows? We'll see. We'll we'll roll it back in here and figure out what we're going to do. So Sounds good. But anyway, yeah, in case you guys all forgot, you're listening to Exploited Cinema. Attention podcast shoppers, if you have a sweet tooth, we have a special treat for you. If you download an episode of Profondo Cinema in the next half hour, we'll give you a bag of audio ear candy free to take home to the kitties or enjoy yourself. So, hurry and download an episode at ProfondoCinema.com. What do you say? Four days of R&R at the beach. I'm in. She's in. I'm in. Sounds good to me. I got a bad feeling about this. They thought their vacation would be fun. They were wrong. Dead wrong. He's what's called a trophy hunter. Bum, 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 bum. Dad used to tell me that he'd hunted everything but man. Hey! Super buzz. Here I was a huffing a lot of airplane glue in a sandwich bag. You know, just all I could have breathed it on into my lungs and getting high. 
and then I'd take me a hit of that gas. Right after I'd hit, hit. Man, you talking about a warped mind, I got one. And lighter flood, you know, I'd sniff hit by the cans. I mean, I was Superman. <laughs> talking about uh, Cinema Wasteland, my little trip I took uh, April 1st, 2nd, and 3rd, although I didn't spend 2nd and 3rd at uh, Cinema Wasteland. I had other things going on on my trip, but uh, this is kind of me giving you guys a sort of an update, I guess. Um, I, I wanted to do like a diary with the camera, but like I really didn't have a lot of tapes and stuff, and... I knew I wanted to film the Q&A, and that's really, I only had like one or two tapes. And um, actually, I ended up, um, well, I guess I'll give you guys a rundown of like who, who the main event was at the show. The show was basically based around um, Ruggiero Deodato. Um, you guys may remember his work uh, as far as like maybe Hitchhike, uh, was it House on the Edge of the Park, uh, what else has he done? Cannibal Holocaust, Jungle Holocaust, Body Count. Uh, cut, cut and Run. Cut and run, yes. So, in a nutshell, this kind of was based around his films and the um, the st- the like actors and stuff that he got were just various actors and actresses from his uh, previous works. Like we had Michael Berryman there, um, the gal I can't even remember what her name is. It's the one gal from uh, Cannibal Holocaust. She was hanging out with the baddie guys. Um, yeah. I don't I don't remember what her name is. I didn't get her autograph. Because I don't, I've never seen her in anything else, and I didn't feel like her autograph was worth twenty bucks. So sorry, you flew all the way here from Italy, but you know, fuck you, I'm not giving you twenty bucks. So <laughs> I don't remember what her name was, but we had, uh, of course, as far as I'm concerned, one of the main headliners of the show, David Hess. Hell yeah, was in appearance. Yes, and um, I met him and uh, managed to get his autograph and. Uh, Hell of a nice guy, I'll tell you. I expected, because I've heard some stories about Hess, not really bad, but just that he's kind of like a take-no-shit kind of guy, and he is. I got the attitude that he's, you know, he's about business, and, you know, he's got a kind of professional attitude, you know. So, um, you know, but the guy was nice as hell. I, I mean, I thought he would, I thought it might be like a Savini situation where he would just like sign it and leave, but he wasn't. He talked to me and I actually got about maybe 10 or 15 minutes chatting with him. I was like a fucking deer in headlights, to be honest with you. It, it was, it was the first signature. We were there for about 20 minutes and I was like, all right, I'm going to get this guy's signature now. And 
my palms were sweating like a motherfucker, and I'm like, well, how much are they? And he's like, well, those ones are already, he had some pre-signed ones or something, and I don't know if they were, if there was another actor's signature, exactly what they were. I was so hyped, and it was very reminiscent of the story. I don't know if you ever heard um, Jay Scott, he tells his story on uh, Profond- or Profondo Cinema, I don't remember what episode, but he told about how like his first um, convention experience was, and mine was almost identical. I was fucking nervous. I was just like, I was a fucking retard out there. I swear to God, I felt so <laughs> stupid. I mean, I didn't say anything dumb, but like, I just felt like, I just felt like dumb. Just, you could tell I was like total fanboy freak out. You know, he could see it from a mile away, you know, so. But he was really nice and he was like, you know, yeah, the, the you know, the stills are 20 bucks and you get the picture with the signature and everything. And I picked out, um, the one I picked out for myself was, um, the hitchhike photo. It was, a, I don't know if it's from the film. I think it's from the film, but it's a black and white photo and he's got old girl there with her, with her jacket open and he's like staring at her tits. Mm-hmm. And so that's the one I got. And then I got you one too. I got you one with, um, with Hess and, uh, Ricky from House. Nice. Uh, yeah, so it's the one where he's holding, like, Ricky by the face, and he's like, listen, you know, like, giving him the whole father speech, you know, mm-hmm. so. Uh, Should have gone on to sign it, let's boogie. Let's boogie. Yeah, that was the thing, <laughs> man. I, I had all this stuff in my head. I was like, yeah, I'll get him to sign this or whatever. And uh, and when I got there, I totally forgot about everything because I was like, like I said, a deer in headlights. I was just so nervous. I was just like, got to get the guys in. Got to get the guy's autograph, you know, like. Like, the fucking building was on fire, and I only had, like, five seconds to get the guy's fucking John Hancock, or I wasn't going to ever get it. it. It wasn't that case, but it felt like it, you know? So, um, I went on to tell him that, you know, we ran a podcast, and, uh, you know, that he's highly respected on this show. And I even went on to call him the King of Rape. So that's when it kind of got a little weird for a second, because he'd never been referred to as the king of rape before, I guess, apparently. And he didn't know how to take it. And the guy next to him, I don't know if he was his handler or what, um, he was like, hey, the guy's been called worse things. That's a pretty cool title. And and Hess was just kind of like, I don't know if I want to be associated with rape. And I'm like, well, you're not a rapist. I mean, you're the film, you know, let's keep this in perspective kind of thing. And he's like, well, yeah, I know what you mean. He's like... It's just kind of an, he just kind of thought it was an odd title, and he never thought of himself as the king of rape and revenge, I guess, so. But, well, it's kind of the handle we've given him anyway. Right, exactly. So, he wasn't put off, but I guess he was just kind of like, huh, that's odd, that's, that's kind of a weird way to refer to somebody, but, I mean, I guess when your whole career is based around rape and revenge flicks, it's, it's only fitting, so. He wasn't totally put off because I went on to say, well, you know, uh, we do the show and we'd love to get you on for an interview. And he was kind of like, well, I can't do it here, you know. And I'm like, well, of course not. You know, you're, you, I'm thinking to myself, you're here to fucking make money. You're not here to fucking waste your time. So, and he's like, just hit me up, you know, on Facebook or whatever. So I haven't yet, but, you know, maybe down the road, I don't know if he was bullshit and we'll see. Who knows? It might be something in the future, you know, an interview mm-hmm. or something. So, but he was really nice, and uh, you know, even at the end, he shook my hand, and I, well, I extended my hand. I mean, he didn't seem like he was that type that wanted to shake hands with anybody, but I shook his hand, and you know, real nice well, guy you, though. You called him the king of rape. He probably wanted to punch you. Well, <laughs> yeah. Well, he was. It was kind of an awkward moment for a second, and then, like I said, his handler kind of uh, 
chimed in like, well, he's been called worse, you know, so he thought it was, he thought it was a fitting title, I guess, but uh, like I said, S didn't know exactly how to take it, I guess, and I don't know, I could see where he's coming from, it was just kind of, huh, I'm the king of rape, huh? (laughs) (laughs) Nice. So, but it was, like I said, it was a great experience, and, um, you know, like I said, I've I've heard him in like interviews, and he kind of just seems like unapproachable, like his just demeanor, I guess, in interviews. And I'm, maybe that's because he just wants to get the facts straight, you know. And he he does have an attitude, but it's not a bad attitude. It's the David S. attitude, and uh, it was an honor. Just the 15 minutes I got to spend with him, it was like a, an eternity. So that is cool as fuck. So, um, well, uh, my, my other autograph, I only got two signatures at the show because I really didn't have a lot of loot and I wanted to buy some other stuff, not just signatures. But, uh, um, the other signature, of course, I got the Deodato signature and, uh, he, um, he really doesn't, uh, speak much English. So it was like hand gestures and stuff like that. And, um, I said my name and he, he still didn't. I don't think he knew exactly how to spell it, so I wrote it down on a piece of paper, and I wrote your name down so he could personalize your signature, too, as well. But um, what I got from him was, uh, and I know you're probably going to kill me that I didn't get you one, too, but I didn't know know if you gave a fuck about mini posters. They had these mini posters sitting on his table, um, these Cannibal Holocaust original artwork, and they were like, I don't know, they were like ten, ten additional dollars or whatever a piece, and... I don't know. I wa- I was like, man, I want something bigger to hang on my wall. So I got I got the little uh mini poster signed by him and everything and it's it's basically a cannibal holocaust collage, but it's it looks like artwork, but now I'm looking at it right now and it really does look like they just dropped the photographs in and then colorized them like it was artwork and it's not really artwork. It's a nice it's a nice uh poster, but it's not as cool as I thought it was. Cool, cool. But I got you the um I got you the uh like the just the photo the eight by ten or whatever and it's of uh, Deodato wearing some five O's and then it looks like somebody went in and like photoshopped blood around like that it's been splattered onto the photo but it actually okay. looks kind of real almost like it's dried blood splattered on there so I thought cool. that one would be cool I thought you'd like that so you can't go wrong with that. Definitely not. I mean, shit's got the man's Jan- John Hancock, and when's the next time you're going to see Deodato? So, you know. Exactly. But um, there was a lot of awesome vendors there. Um, I chatted with a guy that um, sold some T-shirts. He's not like T-shirt Joe because he doesn't do his own, he doesn't print his own T-shirts up. But what he does is he um, basically he buys up stockpiles of just different T-shirts to sell and um you know that's what he moves there so um and he's done quite a few of the shows the guy was really nice too i i chit chatted when my girlfriend wanted a t-shirt um a, she bought a pulp fiction t-shirt or whatever off him a special edition one i guess they're out of print or whatever and he was a little pricey but the guy was nice as hell you know he was out of new york and shit and he's like i really don't he's like i really never really make a profit really he's like i'm lucky if i just break even and i think a lot of vendors um, can say that they really don't make too much of a profit. They really just break even from the trip. So, mm-hmm. you know, <clears throat> but the guy was nice as hell and I bullshitted him with him for about 20 minutes. I didn't buy a t-shirt just because my t-shirt maker is t-shirt Joe and it always will be. So go, go fast custom shirts. So. Hell yeah. 
Good and stuff. So, um, yeah, like, there was a lot of bootleg shit. Like, uh, for instance, um, that uh, house on Dead End Street, somebody had a bootleg of it. Well, I thought it, I thought it was the real Barrel Entertainment release because they had the Barrel Entertainment cover and everything on it. <laughs> fucking I, crooks. Yeah, and I go to the guy, is that, I point at it because I was going to fucking buy it. Is that the Barrel Entertainment one? He's like, no, that's just a bootleg. We just, somebody just put the cover. It was weird because he was trying to say that, like, he didn't do any of these bootlegs. He was just there to sell them. <laughs> and I was kind of like, no, you're just because fans are catching you with your bullshit and you're trying to put it off on somebody else. Because I called him on another thing. I'm like, I picked up this movie that was by, uh, like, uh, fucking Bruno Matai or something. But yeah, it had yeah. it had a picture from uh, Phantasm 2, but it said it was presented by Lucio Fulci. And it didn't make any fucking sense. And I was like, what the fuck is this, dude? And he's like, I don't know. <laughs> he's like it don't make any sense he's like i don't make the shit i'm like yeah right man and that was the same guy with the barrel entertainment uh house on dead end street so you know i i don't know man it's just and he and they wanted a lot for some of these bootlegs i was like get fucking real dude i do this i do this shit all day torrents and stuff man don't, get real you know like and a lot of it was out of print shit, and it's like, dude, I mean, the fans that are out there are gonna dig. They're already gonna find a bootleg. They're gonna they're gonna trade with somebody before they come in and pay you ten, twenty dollars for a shitty ass bootleg. So, fuck, no doubt. You know, but uh, there were some other guys there that had real merchandise, real out of print shit. But like, I was going through it, and it was still in the packaging and stuff, and I could tell it was official releases. These guys wanted, like, fucking outrageous. They knew what it was worth. They wanted 30, 40, 50 bucks for some of this stuff. Like, I think I saw the Savage Streets, uh, two disc there and all kinds of shit, you know? Even the, those Shriek Show box sets, they wanted fucking 20 bucks a piece for each DVD. Holy shit. Yeah. And I mean, I bought, I bought a couple of those Shriek Show box sets for like eight, nine bucks a piece. So there was no fucking yeah. way I was going to end I just recently piece. got them for most I paid was 21 bucks for any of them. Right. Exactly. That's well, I got them when discs. they were, I got them when they were still cheap, you know, so there was no way in hell I was going to pay $20 for a single. And yeah, like you said, you got the three of them for 20. So fuck that, you know, but, uh, most of them are about 12, 13 bucks for the sets. Right. Exactly. And that's not too much more than what I paid. So, I mean, I guess they're still reasonable. So, I, these guys are just coming to the shows and they're fucking marking everything up, man. You know, and that's what it was. It, it was it was really just um, I looked at it as a horror exploitation fans trap. It was really a trap, is what it was, because once you got in there, the glitz and the glamour of all the stuff that it was around, that money in your pocket's gonna start burning a fucking hole real quick. And um, I my girlfriend was like. You want more autographs? You want more money? And I was like, no, we need to get home. You don't let me fucking go wild in here because I will, and I we won't have any money to ride home on because I'll fucking go crazy, you know? <laughs> and I could have very well done it. I mean, shit, you know, I mean, you've told me about stories of sitting up all night and spending $500 on DVDs on eBay, so you know what I mean, mm -hmm. man. Oh, yeah. So. I can testify to that. But, uh, I mean, there was other cool vendors there was a guy i wish i'm glad he showed up late because i probably would have bought some stuff from him he uh he had all these figurines of like movie monsters and shit like he had um uh he had edward scissorhands he had um the uh native on the pole from cannibal holocaust like all hand sculpted hand painted like they weren't identical replicas but they were his style it was very cool he had like the twins from the shining but the guy wanted like 50 
30 to $50 a figurine, and I know I would have bought a couple figurines from him, and I probably would have went broke real quick. So I'm glad he showed up like three or four hours after I would already gotten there. I probably would have spent some money with him, but uh, shit, I don't know, man. Like uh, Another thing I saw there was uh, Tom Sullivan, the effects artist from Evil Dead. He was running... Um, a museum with um, all the all kinds of props and stuff from all the Evil Deads and dude, he even had shit from within the woods there, dude. Like uh, like the, the the dagger and all of the makeup appliances that he could pull off all in one still from within the woods. I mean, that fucking movie was made in seventy what seventy six seventy seven. The short film somewhere in there, yeah. So I mean, I couldn't believe this shit still was. It even existed and he had it all in boxes and like glass cases and shit like i'm guessing he probably moves the cases he don't even touch the shit because um you know i've worked with with special effects and making props and stuff and some of this latex when it sits on a shelf for a long time like you touch it and it'll just crumble after a couple of years you know if it's not properly um um stored so it was just amazing though to see the props still existed that far back so and I, I think he might have even had some props from some of the other earlier uh, short films from Raimi uh, this cool as hell man wish yeah. I was there well I guess he's because I know you said you were thinking about going for the October show and I guess he's going to be back with the museum again for the October show so oh, cool. uh, if you if you if you are able to make it down for that he'll he'll be there again so and he was really nice I gotta say Tom Sullivan was really fucking nice he let me film, but the damn, the, the darndest thing about it was, is like I said, I didn't have a lot of tapes, and I was trying to tape the Q&A, and I fucking taped over all the shit, all of his museum, I filmed a bunch of it and shit, and he even, he was even talking on a couple of the clips, man, I'm kicking myself in the fucking ass right now for taping <laughs> over that, dude, I'm so pissed Stooge. off, yeah, I'm really pissed off about that, and I told my girlfriend, I'm like, I think I taped over it with the Q&A, and she's like, oh, because he talked to us for a minute, he gave us a little bit of his time, and actually got in front of the damn camera, you know, and was like, hey, and showed us a few props, and, because he had the hmm. Book of the Deads, he had like all three or four of the Book of Deads, Book of the Deads, and then he had the uh, molds, the original molds for the uh, Book of the Dead DVD release there, too. Oh, nice. Yeah, so, and he was t- telling us about that, giving us a little walkthrough, and he had all kinds of artwork, because he does, um, he does a lot of illustrations and stuff like that, so, it was really cool, and like I said, he was a really nice guy, so, if anybody's able to make it out to the October show, definitely check out his little museum, and, uh, go in there and just chat with him, he's, he's really super nice, and I'm glad I did, so. Awesome, man. Um, Sounds like you had a blast. Yeah, I mean, not only that, they were showing films. I think they showed Cannibal Holocaust. I didn't watch any of them. They they had them going in a meet, like a meeting room or whatever off to the side, and they were showing Cannibal Holocaust and uh, and House House on the Edge of the Park. And I I didn't end up watching them because me and my girlfriend had seen the movies like fifty billion times, so we kind of wanted to focus on the uh, convention or whatever but there was VHSs there there were poster de- there was a couple guys dealing posters there um one i ran across uh he had um two for 10 deals on these original one sheets i bought uh well i'll be sending it your way here soon i i should be getting the package out tomorrow actually uh original one sheet of uh don't answer the phone that's in pretty damn good condition it's got a few nicks and rips and stuff and uh 
That's a cool poster, too. Yeah, very cool exploitation film from the seven, or well, actually, I think it's from early eighties, eighty eighty one, actually. But uh, and my girlfriend picked out uh, my boyfriend's back. I don't know if you ever saw that film, uh, comedy horror from the mid nineties, I think. Are you familiar with that one, J Dog? Oh, which one's that? Um, it's uh, my boyfriend's back. Yeah, I got the DVD actually. Oh, do you? I don't even have a mo- I don't even have the movie, but yeah, my girlfriend grabbed up that poster. It's in like pristine mint condition. It's a double-sided one, so you know it's it you know it's real, so cool. Got that one for 5 bucks. I don't know if it's worth anything, but she wants to frame it and hang it up. And it's a cool poster. It's got um I think his name was Johnny or whoever the main character and he's standing at the door all zombified, you know, with the bouquet of flowers and shit. So I think it's the same picture that's on the cover oh badass so very cool and uh yeah there was just so much shit there and so little money i had in my pocket that i really do need to get back there in october so i can spend some more money with them (laughs) It, it was definitely an experience dude and i i have to say um to any horror or even more or less exploitation fan this is the show for you um, this is an exploitation fan's dream. Wet dream, I might add. So, it's definitely worth the trek wherever you're coming from. I mean, I trekked all the way down from the tip of the mid of northern Michigan to go to that convention. So, I mean, it's worth it, you know. Oh, yeah. I plan on doing it one of these days. Yeah, definitely. So, well, that's really all I got for the uh, Cinema Wasteland coverage. I know you weren't really... You didn't really have a lot of opportunities to really chime in because I know you weren't there. But hey, oh, man, that's I'll, all right. I'll be honest with you. I wish you were were there, man. We probably would have had a fucking. I probably would have had even more blast. Uh, you know, if you were kicking it there, fucking with the with the case of moose head, you know, getting fucking wasted. But I was kind of like, I was driving everybody around, and I wasn't, and it was like a twenty minute drive from our motel room, so I had to kind of keep it sober. And I had my mom's boyfriend's 16-year-old daughter along with us, so I was kind of babysitting to an extent. Not really. She's She can take care of herself, I mean, but, you know, I still kind of playing a big brother role, you know, so I was trying to keep an eye out. Plus my girlfriend, you know, she's never really been to too many big cities and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, you can't so. just do nothing, so. Yeah, I was kind of watching over the ladies and shit for the most part, so, you know. I didn't get to fucking cut loose like I wanted to, but uh, next time we're definitely going to stay closer to the uh, convention, and uh, I definitely want to do the whole weekend, so. Fucking A, sounds like a blast. Definitely. So I guess with that said, I know this was short, and uh, I don't know, maybe if I can rip some clips or something from the Q&A, we'll drop them in here during the breaks or whatever, but uh, I know it was short, and I only spent one day there, and I wish I could say, you know, I saw more, but I really didn't, so I guess we'll just, uh, I guess, cut this segment a little short here and uh, jump on to a break, but I did want to fill you guys in on, on um, you know, what I, the sights and sounds and, you know, everything, the smells and whatever you know Mm -hmm. oh for sure so it's cool to hear man definitely and it was my first convention experience i'd been to um like sporting car i've been to like a collecting like a sports card collection convention but that like had no celebrities at it It was just a bunch of dorks 
like trading cards and shit, you know, memorabilia. So this actually Bunch had, of geeks, yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. So, and you know, so definitely this was an experience, and I don't, I hope to get out to more conventions in the future. So, but uh, I guess with that said, uh, we can jump into a break unless you got anything else to add. That's nah, about all I have. I wasn't there, so I don't really have much to say. I know, dude. Uh, that's kind of why this little segment's going to be short. So, and that's kind of why the episode is going to be kind of short because shit, we you know we've been stumbling around in the dark or whatever, trying to throw an episode together, and this was kind of like a last minute episode because I mean, well, shit, you've been working lately, and um, I've been doing some part time work here. I've been doing some cleaning jobs and stuff around the area so i haven't i've been kind of busy too as well so we weren't really able to get together and put like a full episode together like we usually do for you guys but i'm sure uh the next episode will be back to the uh regular format so most definitely so uh, I guess with that said, we're going to roll into a break and uh, when we come back we'll be talking um J-Dog's Random Finds, but before that, we've got a special Cannon Corner for you guys. So I guess we'll jump into that. Yes, a little rolling vengeance. Mm-hmm, exactly. And uh, and I got and uh, that title's on its way, I think, or it's going to be. Uh, Andy said he's going to send me a VHS copy. He's got an extra one knocking around, and I've never seen it, and I'd love to see it, so definitely. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, I got a DVD copy of it or. Oh, definitely. That the, either I would have preferred either either that or either or. So I just want to see the movie. But Andy said he'd send me a VHS copy. So whatever works, man. I got VHS player rocking in my living room. I keep it. I keep it real. Mm-hmm. Me too, buddy. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sign of a v- real VHS junkie. <laughs> So um, I guess with that said, uh, you guys have been listening to Exploited Cinema, and we'll be back. Marie and her friend. I feel like a woman for the first time in my life. Two girls from the suburbs going to the city to have a good time. Oh, uh, this is my roommate, Sam. Hi, girls. This is my sister, uh, Martha. Uh, Martha, these girls uh, you know, want to buy some grass. Four killers on the loose. Also looking for a good time. And the road. They meet in the last house on the left. What began as a birthday party ends as a nightmare. I want to give you something. I don't want that. It's worth a lot. I don't want that. I want to be your friend. Oh, you want to get free. I want to be your friend. Are you all right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. (gasps) Just what did happen in the last house on the left? Dr. Collingwood lived there. Are you sure we're not going to put you folks in any trouble? Oh, nonsense. Our home is yours. His wife lived there. I've always dreamed of a man who could take me easily. So did their daughter, Marie. They all lived there. Junior. To avoid fainting... Keep repeating to yourself, it's only a movie. 
Only a movie. Only a movie. Only a movie. Last house on the left. guys, how's it going? This is Andy here. You're on the Cannon Corner, joined by a special guest right now. Why don't you introduce yourself, man? Uh, yeah, how's it going, everybody? Um, you guys might know me as, uh, D, I guess. Big D. Yeah, Big D. <laughs> D, D, D. D Rock, I don't know. Whatever you want to call me. I like to call him Derek West. Uh, you might know him from YouTube, West 3 Derek. Uh, Facebook, wherever you know him from, he's a badass, and he's joining me here on Cannon Corner this week to tell you guys about a little Monster Truck Vengeance movie called Rolling Vengeance. It's a 1987, I guess I would call it like a revenge exploitation action movie, mm -hmm. uh, put on 1987 by Charter Entertainment, starring Don Michael Paul as Joey Rosso, Lawrence Dana as his dad, Big Joe, Ned Beatty as the town uh, brothel leader, bar owner, Tiny Doyle, and his uh, girlfriend is played by Lisa Howard. Her name is Misty. And basically the movie starts out it's just showing uh, Big Joe and Joey kind of living the life. They're truckers delivering a load of, I guess it's Jack Daniels to Tiny's Bar. You have a lot of booze to his, uh, it's like a bar slash strip club slash car dealership, right? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, he's got a little used car lot where he's selling shitty cars. He's got his hookers working the beat there, drinking, just pretty much... Uh, Kind of an underground dive shitty bar, that he, and he kind of has the town under his thumb pretty much. Yeah, um, Joey's little sister has a birthday, and the next day when the two little girls and the mother are driving to the dentist, I guess, um, two of the five brothers from the bar run by Tiny, Tiny's sons actually, right. uh, decide to kind of fuck with them and get them ran off the road, get hit by a truck, and then off a cliff. Yeah, Tiny's uh, kid Vic, he's kind of the leader of the brothers. He has a few other brothers, name are, their names are Sly, Mahoney, Moonman, and Hairlip. Uh, a lot of good names there. Tiny really knows how to think of the fucking names for the kids, I guess. And Yeah, like Derek said, they're just a bunch of hellions and kind of enjoy throwing beer bottles at cars, heckling people, pretty much causing general havoc throughout the town. And, yeah, they're basically fucking with... Uh, Joey, Joey and Joe's family there and run them off the road and end up killing them. So yeah, Big Joe and Little Joe, they're pretty they're pretty damn pissed off and they decide to stop by the bar after a, after a court case where the boys get fined for like $300. Yeah, because Tiny's kind of got the town under his thumb, like I said, and pretty much has the judge bribed or something they didn't really say, but son gets off with just a $300 fine and pretty much a slap on the wrist for killing the two Joes family. Yeah, they stop in and uh, they have a big bar brawl. Yeah, and the guy that actually killed, well, he didn't really kill him, but he hit Joe's family's car because of Tiny's kids running them into the wrong side of the road. He's kind of their buddy, and he comes and helps out the Joes at the bar in the bar fight and gets the pipe wrench out and takes on Tiny and the rest of the place and lays the smack down. Breaks his arm or something, right? Yeah, I think he got smashed in the arm with that pipe wrench or whatever, and yeah, Tiny ended up with a broken arm. 
Yeah, the star's name is uh, Steve, Steve Tyler, right? Yeah, the other driver. Yeah. Yep. And, uh, yeah, that kind of pisses Ty and his whole gang off there, and they... Even though they got their way already, they got off with a $300 fine for killing someone. They still want to get some more vengeance, and they end up wanting to fuck with Joey Moore. So, you know, just basically they go up on a bridge, and Big Joe's driving under it. And the whole tiny family there starts throwing cinder blocks off the bridge, and Big Joe loses control, rolls his big rig, and uh, ends up in a coma, I guess. Didn't really kill him on right off the bat, but he did end up in a coma, and that kind of sent... Little Joey off over the edge. Yeah. Yeah, that's when you get a really badass montage of little Joey building a, I guess it's his monster truck out of like a, like a tank or something, right? Yeah, it's like a cyborg monster truck ass-kicking machine that he builds over a montage of a song called Coming Up On You by Anthony De La Ressa, I think his name is. Pretty badass song, just a song where you put your combat boots on and stomp some faces into the curb. Yeah. This monster truck, it's got some big drill bit on the front of it that turns and drills into shit, and it's got flames coming out of the exhaust pipes on top of it, and it basically looks like a bulldozer with monster truck tires. It's pretty badass. Mm -hmm. Yeah, doesn't Joey take a little trip over to Tiny's that night, too, and uh, smash all his cars? Yeah, he kind of goes and tests out his rig and goes to Tiny's used car lot and drives over all the cars that are for sale and puts the icing on the cake by driving over Tiny's prize caddy. Yep, and the hubcaps are so good. and <laughs> The radio works apparently too, so. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, the, the boys or the brothers, whatever, um, they kind of figure out that it's one of the two truckers, uh, Joey or Steve Tyler. And, yep. Um, they track down Steve Tyler that night on his way home and they uh, shoot up his truck with a bunch of shotguns and, uh, here comes Joey in his monster truck, and I think he runs one over, and then he drills the van. Yep. And squishes it, right? Yeah, he kind of runs him down in a cornfield and runs one of the guys over, and the one guy's still running, and he chases him into, like, a warehouse full of pallets and crates and all sorts of fun things to run over in a monster truck. Yeah. That's a really badass part, too. He runs, out, like, runs into a, like an office and demolishes the whole thing inside the building, right? Hell, yeah. So he gets a little taste of revenge there, and that wasn't enough for Joe. He's still on the rampage. So, you know, he's kind of going along about his business. Nobody really knows who the vigilante trucker is. Joey goes to the hospital to visit his dad, who's in a coma. And the sheriff that's retiring there, I think his name was uh, Lieutenant Sly. Yeah, that's the name of the sheriff, Lieutenant Sly. He's retiring. He's kind of got not a lot to lose, I guess. And he kind of tells Joey that, you know... I don't know who this guy is, but you better stop is basically what he's saying. doesn't really mm -hmm. want to point the finger at Joey, but he knows it's him. But Joey basically tells him that he's got to do this. He's got to get revenge for his family. Then Joey goes back to his girlfriend's house only to find her in the weeds. She was raped by two of uh, Tiny's sons. Yeah. That was the part where he uh, runs him over in the cornfield. I think that was kind of the final straw for Joey, seeing his um, poor hog girlfriend <laughs> raped raped in the bushes, you know, so he goes over to Tiny's, and I think he just demolishes the bar, right? Pretty much, yeah, that sent Joey right over the edge, started seeing red, and went to Tiny's place, and they were waiting for him there, and tore down the bar, and Tiny came out, thought, or we thought Tiny was dead, but at the end we see Tiny come out of the heaping mess that was his bar, and shoots the sheriff right in the chest, but not before the sheriff, sheriff can get a 
shot off into the middle of Tiny's forehead, killed him dead. But yeah, meanwhile, uh, Joey and one of the one of the brothers are like kind of fighting it out, and one of the brothers gets in the uh, monster truck, and Joey's girlfriend runs into kind of like a pipe, and uh, the drill it's kind of like a James Bond kind of moment where uh, the drill is getting closer and closer, and luckily it doesn't drill her face off or anything. <laughs> Yeah, Joey stops it right in time. He beats the shit out of Tiny's son and stops the truck right before she gets drilled. But I'm sure she did after that because Joey's a badass and she wanted him. <laughs> but yeah, so, uh, like the dumbass deputy or something thinks, or he tells a sheriff that he figured out who the killer is. And it was, um, one of Tiny's boys. Yep. Yeah, Joey and, uh, Missy walk off into the sunrise, right? Yeah. Playing a badass '80s tune in the background, and the credits roll. So yeah, that's pretty yeah. much uh, rolling vengeance, I guess. Like we're gonna try and keep this under around 10 minutes, anyways. We already did this once, and it ended up being like 25 after it was edited. So tried to go through it quick. We'll see what we can do this time. Yeah, I'd definitely suggest this movie. Like pretty cheap too. Pretty cheap on eBay, like five, ten bucks or something. So. Yeah, not on DVD yet. So the only way to get it is on VHS. Good old VHS. Absolutely, yeah. it's the only way to buy anything really. Oh, yeah. Really badass cover, like all VHS, anyways. Yes, sir. But, yeah, man, thanks for uh, bringing me on. That's no problem, man. I enjoyed doing it. Uh, you'll be on the crew for the rest of the time we do this. So, yeah, expect more canon action from D and the Dream Warrior over here. So, yeah, thanks again, man. We'll see you guys later. You're listening to the Canon Corner on Exploited Cinema. destroyed everything he had to live for. I'll get him. Now it's his turn. Roman Vengeance. Alright, welcome back to Exploited Cinema, everyone. I hope you guys enjoyed the Canon Corner. I know uh, Andy and Dee, they put a lot of work in it, so hats off to you guys, man. It was great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, solid debut by D, I must say. Yeah, and they had like a real good, um, uh, what do you call it, uh, back and forth. Yeah. Flow, some banter going. Yeah, it was it was good. It was, you know, just for like a 10-minute show or whatever, it was still very good and very informative, so I loved it. Hell yeah. No, it was great. But I guess, uh, lo and behold, it's time for some random finds, I suppose, before we wrap, wrap out this show, since we promised I'd... Uh, throw a few out there so but yeah like you know i've been going one sheet crazy lately like oh fuck what have i picked up like uh they call me bruce you ever see that movie i picked up the one sheet for that no you were telling me about it i thought you said you're you said you were going to send me a, a copy i have a copy it, that's coming your way eventually awesome. yeah yeah i look forward to seeing that so and i got a dragnet one sheet like dan Aykroyd, tom hanks there hell yeah man i love that movie yeah. Shit, yeah. And Bullies, which was like a Canadian exploitation film. Mm. Got a one sheet for that. Chuck Norris, Braddock, Missing in Action 3. Ooh, nice. That's that's not too shabby, huh? Yeah, pick that one up. Uh, Sudden Death, which is like a female vigilante movie. Mm-hmm. I've heard she, of that. Yeah, I got the one sheet for that. Uh, Death Before the or Death Before Dishonor. Picked up the one sheet for that one as well. Is that a canon film? I can't remember if it's canon or not. It's got the dude that was in Hunter. He's he's like it's like an army movie. Mm-hmm. I used to watch it lots when I was a kid. I have the VHS for it too. 
I don't think I've ever seen that. I've heard of Hunter's Blood, but I've never heard of Hunter, so. I got the Hunter. You remember the TV show, Hunter? It was like uh, a. It doesn't cops, sound familiar. Cop is it, series? Is cop it from show. the 80s? Like early yeah. 80s? Okay. Yeah. I probably, I'm probably not familiar with it. I'm familiar with most of the 90s cinema, late 80s, so. Oh, okay. I also got the booby hatch one sheet, which is like a bunch of marrow ties. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Uh, House 2, the second story. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Pick that up. Young Warriors, which is a canon film. Yeah, yeah. It's like a rape revenge film. That one's, that, that one sheet's just badass. Like, it's got the, was it Mike Norris or whatever on a fucking Harley, Nick Wigley on the back? Yeah, I think I've seen the cover art. Is that that's the video art for that for that film? Right? Same as on the VHS, yeah. Right, right, yeah. Hell yeah! Also awesome. picked up a Vice Squad one sheet. Gotta have Vice Squad. Still haven't I still haven't seen Vice Squad yet. Jesus Christ, man! Well, I've been trying to track that one down. Actually, I could not find a copy for the life of me. Is that's not on DVD, is it? I'll have to send you a copy. Okay. Yeah. Nightmare on a Damaged Brain. I picked up a one sheet for that, though. The original one sheet. Lucky son of a bitch. Is it the one with the woman's head, or is it the one with him? Like The uh, one with the woman's head and the hand on it. Yeah. Okay. It's fucking beautiful. I love oh, that one. Uh, how, how good a condition is it in? As good as you can get from that time period? or Yeah, it's, it's like mint, yeah. Oh, wow, mint. Like no, yeah, it's, no it's, tears or anything, huh? No tears, no holes, no nothing. Just folds. Wow. That's it. Wow, dude, that's probably about what. It, you mind saying what you scored that one for? Because I mean, I saw the um, thirteen bucks. Holy shit! Because I remember I sent you the link uh, for the Italian um, foreign uh, version, and it was like they wanted like thirty, forty bucks for that one. So yeah, they they wanted some good bread for that. Yeah. So no, yeah, I'm I'm super pumped to have that. Awesome, dude. Yeah. Also picked up Angel, like the Hooker Hooker movie. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, got the one sheet for that. Class of 1984 alternate uh, poster where uh, Roddy McDowell's pointing the gun at all the students sitting in the classroom. I picked that one up. Is that now? Is that like a photo, like a still from the from the film, or is that like a artist art. rendering of that artist? It, it's actual artwork. Yeah. Ooh, cool, dude! I'd love to see a picture of that one. I have it on my Facebook. There's oh, a picture of it in my, in my geek collection, yeah. Oh, okay. And this other one, I, I never seen the movie, but the poster is ass. Death Blow, it was called A Cry for Justice. Ooh, nice. It's, yeah, like, it's got this uh, chick with big kitty. Hey, guys, uh, sorry about that. We lost J-Dog, and uh, basically I had to come back and kind of just... Uh, Notch the end of this off solo, um, but uh, fear not, uh, J-Dog will return on the next episode, and just, he, he had to roll roll out and, and, and throw a meal together, and I understand, so I, I basically, uh, you know, took the lead of just finishing everything off. Um, one thing I did want to touch upon that we didn't touch upon at the uh, beginning of the show is uh, the intro is uh, brand spanking new from... Uh, Anthony Nicoletti, a.k.a. The Changeling, a.k.a. Nick Lert. Uh, and it's a fantastic intro. Um, the original intro, I know some of you guys might have really liked that one. That one was also 
by Tony, but uh, it wasn't really exactly meant for this particular project. It was for another side project, a film project that I was working on, and I kind of just threw it in there um, temporarily. It had always been kind of meant to be temporarily. And um, I, as you guys heard probably on the last episode, the music and horror, um, Tony volunteered to, you know, put some music down. And, uh, hey, you know, I can't say no because the guy's a fucking musical genius. And everything that he puts together is fucking phenomenal and, and excellent. So I hope you guys enjoyed that. Uh, I don't know how much time exactly went into it. But, hey, man, get, the guy's got, uh, you know... Uh, a life and everything and just the fact that he um took time out of his day to uh do that and you know anything else like it again tony if you're listening i don't know if you listen to the show or not I'm, I'm like i said i'm sure you're busy and shit but uh again man thanks for uh coming on last uh the, the last episode the music and horror episode and thanks for doing the uh the intro you didn't have to do that man i really appreciate it though and i'm sure if j-dog was here he would say the same he heard the the intro and he loved it and so yeah that'll be the new intro um you know i hope you guys like it it's it's more represents our podcast more or less so but yeah if you guys are if anybody's out there is uh you know friends with tony on facebook just uh hit him up tell him you like the track because i'm sure he'd love to hear from you guys about it so um, but other than that, um, we don't have anything planned in particular for the next episode, but, uh, fear not, we will be back. Uh, the show's not going anywhere. I can guarantee you that come hell or high water, this show will exist, uh, and continue to exist. Uh, if it's up to me and I think it is up to me and it's up to J dog too, but, uh, um, you know, I'm not going to let this thing fall through the cracks. Uh, we're, this is finishing up our 13th episode and, uh, you know, I think we're off to a great start and, um, and I want to keep it that way. And I hope we have a, uh, excellent summer ahead of us for episodes. I'm sure the next episode will, uh, finally get back to uh proper format. So that's, that should be nice. I know a couple guys were asking about this episode. Oh, what, what movies are you guys covering? Well, you know, this was kind of a fuck off blow off episode, but, uh, you know, like I said, the next, uh, the next one should be back to proper format and I'm sure we'll, the Cannon corner guys will be back. D and dream where I want to thank them. I also want to thank everyone for, um, supporting the show. Uh, We've we've gotten up to like extremely crazy record play numbers, and um, I'm blown back by it. I mean, how many people listen to this show? And um, you know, I hope you guys keep listening, and I'm, we're gonna try to keep bringing the same caliber shows. So again, I want to thank everybody out there um, that supports the show, that's done, you know, mentioned us in their YouTube videos. Um, I, I can't name everybody off, but just to name a few like Jason Pace, um, you know, there's, I'm sure there's a few others. D he's always throwing, <laughs> throwing stuff out, you know, and really anybody out there, if it hasn't gone unnoticed, um, you know, I keep track of pretty much everything as far as the show is concerned. So, um, but if I didn't mention your name, you know, trust me, we know you guys are out there and we really appreciate it. Um, again, we really appreciate all of the uh, listener questions and feedback. It's been great. It keeps kind of pushing us along and make us want to do the show more. Because, I mean, it's, you know, at the end of the day, it is kind of difficult um, to put this thing together. I mean, we're, we're over such 
long distances and everything me and j-dog and um you know when you when you put all of your uh, eggs in one basket as far as we do when we do a show here you know and it's this long distance thing it's kind of it can become difficult and tedious, as uh, I think uh, Dream Warrior found out when he recorded one of the serial killer ups. And uh, but you know, through all that bullshit, like I said, we will continue to bring you um, the best shows we can, and uh, hopefully, you know, maybe we have a few treats along the way uh, this summer. So, for all you guys uh, that support the show, thanks and take care, and uh, we'll see you next episode. Peace.
follow Lou. 